Hi kids, Lily here. Uh, just a reminder, the Baby Forecast is an adult-only podcast intended for mature audiences over the age of 18 and covers topics such as age play, diaper fetishism, and the Baby Fur community. Listener discretion is advised. Funding for the Baby Forecast is provided by these lovely patrons on our Patreon. Drake the Dragon, Montipora Satosa, Angel Dragon Pants, Ellie Lovelace, Lilvit, Jam Blueberry, Erden, Red Fox Little, Eddie Dixie, Toddler Girl, Floofy Jackal, Koneko, Jake, Laura, Raz P. Berry, Laughin' Chelsea, Melbent, and Grizzly Flops. And listeners like you. Thank you. If you'd like to support the Baby for a Cast while getting access to additional bonus episodes of the show, as well as unedited director cuts of each episode, and access to our Discord server where you can listen to live episodes, as well as talk with the cast, head on over to patreon.com slash babyforcast to subscribe to our Patreon. Hey, and while you're there, give Nate a hug. Hello everyone, and welcome to the Grey Muzzle Cast. It's me, everyone's grandma, Oma Lily. And with me today is my beautiful grandchild. Say hello, kiddo. Hi, Oma. Oma loves you. I love you too. Oh. So, so kiddo, tell me, tell me what you like to look for in an older adult. Like, I, obviously, you know, you've been on the show before, the gray muzzle cast with me. You've been our guest before. Um, tell us, tell us, like what what you look for when you look for an adult adult to take care of you, like to be there for you. Well, obviously, first of all, since we're talking gray muzzle here, <coughs> I'm convinced that uh, you need to have Worthers that just kind of appear with you yeah. that you can hand out. You need to have Worthers. I uh, <laughs> I I came up with this idea for an age play scene yesterday and I'm kind of about it um I think I talked to you about this maybe okay you're like you're like my seven-year-old grandchild right uh Mm -hmm. you got all your non-binary finery going and I'm your cool (laughs) grandma I'm your cool grandma who did cocaine in the 2000s (laughs) um and like like a child introducing their grandparents uh who played Mario when they were younger to Mario Odyssey, uh, you're going to introduce me to research chemicals. <laughs> ah, I see. <laughs> that and, that uh, took a twist. Werther's where there's edibles is something... I, I just want to be the grandma that's like has edibles that just are, are candy disguised as like grandma candies. <laughs> Werther's edibles is yeah. one of the best like grandma things i can think of yes yeah, please just your cool grandma that hey that that you love to be around but she also gives you the things that make your head feel funny <laughs> i mean that's why i like hanging out with grandma yeah <laughs> grandma always praises you for peeing your diaper <laughs> <laughs> and that's why you're the cool grandma i'm the cool grandma because i also wear diapers and i'm like yeah Listen, sometimes when you gotta go, you gotta go. <laughs> so, so another thing I want to talk about is, since this is the Grey Muzzle cast, we've both been in this community for an absurdly long time. 
Um, yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm going on 10 years. Uh, actually over that, because Saval remembers me from over 10 years ago, which does not say a lot about good things about me, seeing as <laughs> I'm 27. So maybe shouldn't have been in this community at that point. I mean, but... if it makes you feel better, I've been in about 13 years, which also I'm turning 30 this year, so... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But it's it's really weird because I, I think I talked about this before. When you get to be like an older person in the community and you're actually like getting up there in age, I don't even think I'm that old. I just mean like older than like the new people coming in because the average age you're going to start seeing your, your, your group is going to shift down over time. Like it's not going to be around your age forever because new people right. are coming in. Um, and it, it's really weird. Because, like, first off, a lot of these people don't have their lives together. I mean, I don't have my life together either, but at the same time, you know, they're like, they're, they're, they're like kids to me. Yeah, like, honestly, sorry to anyone that listens to this that is, like, 18 to 21 years old, but if you're 18 to 21 years old, you're basically still kind of a child to me. Listen, if you're 18 to 23 years old, you are still kind of a child to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, and I mean this in, I like, kind yeah. of a genuine way. Like, there is some, to some degree of a gulf between being, like, late 20s and on and late teens and early 20s because your brain doesn't finish developing till you're 25 so there is still a slight disconnect there this was supposed to be april fools and now we're just like actually no, talking april. about this <laughs> i mean it is kind of april fools because we're we're like this is the baby fur cast, but it's now the gray muzzle cast because we're talking about our experiences. Because my two, my two guests, I mean my two, my two co-hosts, not guest host, co-host, they're they're like significantly younger than me in this community. Like, I've been here forever, and it's really weird to be in a community for so long because eventually you start hearing stories about yourself. <laughs> oh yeah, there there have been several times where someone finds out about my old Sona, and they're like, wait, that's you? I remember you! Yeah, I know that and Sona. It's like, and it's like, I haven't used that Sona in, like, eight years. Eight plus years. You got some very violent art against that Sona. <laughs> yeah! I know. But it is, it is funny, though, like, seeing... One thing I've noticed being in the community for 13 years is how everyone just kind of gradually migrates from social media and messaging app to the next. Like, I remember before still using some, like, 
instant messengers and baby fur.me and fur affinity oh, remember and abs now... remember being in abs yes abs <laughs> remember the abs and there was the irc which is where i met a whole bunch of people for the first time and then we moved on mostly off of babyfur.me and to just like fur affinity and skype was the big one for a while and now it's twitter and for twitter and dis uh telegram yeah like dis a mix of telegram and discord and, but and now to a lesser extent yeah yeah twitter is basically like the only social media i use for this community <laughs> Twitter's great. I uh I I subject myself to hell on Twitter. Um for you guys. I so so if you haven't noticed, uh I I like to say that me personally cuz I'm a bit of a weirdo alien sometimes. And like um uh I I like to say I'm an acquired taste cuz there's a lot of people who don't <laughs> like me. There's there are a lot of people who do not like me. Uh I just personally, like on a personal level, which is really common to me for me. Um it doesn't matter where I am, it's really normal for people not to like me because I'm weird and kind of awkward and whatever. Um one thing that I find interesting like with my interactions especially with people that are either newer in the community or at the very least haven't really interacted with me in any way is because i have a fair amount of followers i like i don't e i'm not even near the one that has the most followers or anything i can name several ba baby furs that have way more followers than me but i have enough that some people perceive me as being one of the popular baby furs i have that problem too to a lesser extent the real problem i have is that people know people know i'm kind of mad at this point they know that i went they know i have like the good kind of brain damage like i went insane years <laughs> ago well i haven't had that happen but that is a good segue to talk about hey we're gray muzzles and we're g getting older and you know <sighs> what people associate with getting older medical problems right I, some some people i swear in this community like me just slowly collect medical problems as they grow older oh same like i have seen let's hear of of like doctors outside of just family practice and stuff of specialists i've seen gastroenterologist i've seen neurologist psychiatrist uh rheumatologist ear nose and throat i have a referral to see a geneticist gonna find out you have a huntington's disease Oof. i'm gonna find out that i'm actually not as jewish as i thought no no listen it's just not kidding, about my... the it's not about the judaism that you are it's about the judaism in your heart maybe the real <laughs> judaism was what's Maybe the real Judaism was the friends we made while wandering the desert for 40 years. <laughs> <laughs> Listen. 
In my brain, I'm just a red lizard sitting on a rock in the middle of the desert getting ready to eat a bug. That's... I mean... That's Judaism, right? <laughs> yeah. We just remove our human suits and bathe in the sun on warm rock. Um... I, th I think one of the things I've noticed about being in this community for so long and being getting up there in age is a lot of people have heard of me. And it's normally really positive here. It's like, it's always, it's never been like a negative thing when people hear of me. It's always, oh, you're that Lily. Um, I've had that happen to me three times in the last month where someone goes, wait, you're that Lily? I'm like, yes, I'm, I'm that, I'm that li Lily. I'm... Yeah, I've had... I've had interactions like that, like, wait, you're that Sammy. I mean, granted, I go more by socks, but at the time, yeah. you're that Sammy. Yeah, you're um, knitted socks because that's when you're with Graham, when you're with Oma, you're knitted socks because she knit you socks. Yeah, I would totally wear uh, socks you knit for me, by the way. But anyway, <laughs> uh, a, one thing, a... one thing I've also noticed happens. A bunch after being in here a long time and you kind of build up that reputation of oh you're somewhat popular to some extent is like a lot of times people will message me and will talk about how they were really nervous about messaging me or like really shy about it and that's still kind of weird to me you know, that's always weird to me, too, because people feel very intimidated by me. I do have an aura about me. Most people have... <laughs> I have a very powerful aura, and people know that. Like, I don't I don't know if I believe in auras, but I do give off a vibe that comes on really strong. And, uh, it's like a whole thing. Yeah, and I just want to be like, please, I am just as weird and awkward as you. Like... I don't I don't know what I do that makes me seem like high up and like this high up figure that is difficult to approach cuz like dude I'm just shit posting on Twitter and occasionally talking about being autistic or Jewish I'm really not that like grand I, I... I'm I'm pretty autistic. Uh, I think most people who talk to me get get an autism vibe from me. Um, you can tell I'm autistic because I won't shut up about being autistic. <laughs> I will tell you all about wrestling. I know so much, so much. Speaking of uh, speaking of autism and wrestling, Mick Foley uh, is a big supporter of all, like of autistic people. Uh, I think his son is autistic. And uh, is really into drumming. Hmm. And like during Cheap Pops, which was a show he did, um, in 2012, uh, he he had his son come out and play uh, the drums. Nice. He's really cool. Yeah, McFoley's really cool. He's also he also has your vibe. Um, and by that I mean a he's plural. Nobody talks about his plurality, but he's plural. Uh, he's also Santa Ken. <laughs> He literally has said that he wants to be Santa Claus so much, and he only like he identifies as Santa Claus. I love like, it. In, like an offensive way, he just like legitimately wants to be Santa Claus. Um, 
he he's the first like canonically plural character in wrestling and also uh this is really interesting um so he's known for hyper violence specifically he's known for things like using thumbtacks getting almost literally dying during the second hell in a cell match when he was thrown through the hell in the cell uh the top of it falling 15 feet to the floor into a chair knocking out his two front teeth and pushing them into his nose um uh he's known for being really intense in fact the first thing he said after that match because they wanted to end the match early and he refused to let them but he was barely conscious when he was doing that so the first thing he said to the undertaker after the match finished was did i use the thumbtacks (laughs) because <laughs> he couldn't remember <laughs> anyways but he had this really serious like scary vibe that people were intimidated by him and one time he was backstage listening to music uh and someone asked him what he was listening to and when they grabbed his earbuds they were really surprised to hear a pop song <laughs> very good <laughs> the guy's guy just like this incredibly intense person but he's like just a big sweet like a sweet guy I, I love Mick Foley. Um, he also is uh, a supporter of women's rights and trans rights. He was one of the first people to talk about. Uh... Oh gosh, what was the word? He, he was the first person about having equality in wrestling, having like women's matches being taken more seriously, uh, or at least not the first person. He's one of the people that really championed that back in 2010, like really early on before the women's revolution. So he's he's really cool. Yeah. Um, I do dislike how they'd made the first women's Hell in a Cell match about him. That was a little weird. <laughs> I I don't know why men have to be involved in every single first for women. Um, like the first uh women's money in the bank match was won by uh James Ellsworth, who was <laughs> not in the match. Oh. Yeah. Money in the bank is a is a um is a ladder match. So James Ellsworth just climbed the match uh, ladder and gave it just gave it to uh, a character. And that was the end of the match. And that's... People got really upset. <laughs> Go to Lily for all of your wrestling needs. Yeah, I like wrestling. Uh, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm a gray muzzle in that regards too, because I like, I like a lot of classic wrestling. Okay, so um, speaking of liking classic stuff... It always pains me when someone refers to consoles like that I played a bunch as retro. Like the fact I... that the Wii is basically retro. <laughs> there are people in this community who as a kids as kids played the 3DS. <laughs> Yeah, I was trying to make that joke yesterday about the grandma who did uh who did co- coke in the ni- uh 2000s and originally it was going to be the grandma that did coke in the tw- uh the 80s, but then I realized that would make me at least cuz I I've been doing it in my 20s probably. That would make me like 60 or 70. Yeah. <laughs> That's way older than I expected. What do you mean 1990 wasn't 10 years ago? <laughs> What do you mean that's almost 30 years ago? That is 30 years ago. Oh my gosh, that's 30 years ago. That's over 30 years ago. Uh, I'm gonna be 30. (laughs) I'm turning 30. CN said he's gonna play that on my birthday. You know, the best part about it, though, is your stupid friends aren't having stupid children. They're having stupid stuffed animals and coming in their diapers. (laughs) 
I mean, they're they're making their stupid friends their stupid children. True. While also coming in their diapers. Get brain damage and come. Finally, that's all I've ever wanted. I just... I don't know. Getting old is weird. Like... I thought I'd be... I thought I'd know what I want to do with my life at this point. But, like, as each day passes, I become more and more unsure. Because I'm still figuring out, like, who I am. These are lyrics for a song, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) These are lyrics for a song I'm writing right now. Um, Right this moment. Yeah, I'm writing a song. That is... Okay, I'm just gonna say right now, anyone that's listening that's really young... And by really young, I mean, like, 18 to, like, early 20s, 25. If you're worried that, like, at this point, you don't have things figured out enough or you don't know what you want to do with your life and things like that, let me tell you, I'm turning 30 in, like, two months, and... I don't know what the fuck is going on. Like, I have a house and a mortgage, and we have two cars in our driveway, and I have a good job and stuff. But that doesn't mean I know what the fuck's going on or what the fuck I'm doing. I'm still figuring out what I want to do with my life. I... I don't know. I know I'm going to... So I decided what I'm going to do for med school is... Because I'm going, right, in July. Um, I've had a lot of minor head trauma since taking the MCAT. And what I'm going to see is first three months, see how I do, I guess. Um, And go from there. Like, if I, if I can't do the work at that point, it's, like, no point in, like, spending six figures to try and, like, dive my way through it, you know? Right. So maybe I'll go do research or something. Maybe it's not right for me. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, that is another thing that I think isn't, like, hold enough to younger people, is that it's totally okay to start something, realize, no, this isn't for me, this isn't what I want to do, and just stop doing it. That's okay. If you do a year of some major and you're like, actually, I really don't want to do this, don't do it. You do not need to make yourself do it. It is totally okay to stop and change course. I like the idea of doing medicine, but at the same time, sometimes it feels like, A, it doesn't like me. Um, Like, I'm good at it, but at the same time, like, the people always seem to, like, not want me i guess (laughs) um but i think i think sometimes like you don't always have the answers like you're not always going to have the right answer because there really isn't a right answer sometimes just things are what they are right it's okay to just take time to figure things out and there's no timeline for this like all right we're getting into like the the deep shit here where I'm going to give some genuine heartfelt advice. Uh, 
I want you all to realize that having a good time and being happy is a good enough reason for your life. Like, you don't need to do some grand thing to get your name in history, you know? A lot of American individualism especially makes it seem like the ultimate goal is you need to try to be a CEO or, like, the top person in some field or something like that. Obviously, not everyone can do that, because if they could, then there wouldn't be a top person in the field. But it's okay if you just do what makes you happy and focus on that and just have a quiet, happy life. You don't need to save the world. I often feel like that. I needed to hear that. Um, it's, I do want to something... like, find a job I like, though. That's the only thing, because I do need to earn money. But like, it's it's sometimes hard. Yeah, and I mean that's that kind of applies to that too. Like we have this idea in America of, you know, there are certain jobs that if you have that job when you're X age, that's embarrassing or like you're a failure or something. Yeah. And I think, like, I, th I think Lyle, that. the, uh, Lyle, the, uh, gecko therapist talked about that where he's like, if you like what you do and you're doing a good job at it, then why are you so worried about what other people think? Right. Cause he's like, I'm 25 and I work at Taco Bell. And he's like, well, you, if you like what you do, it's fine. Yeah. If you like the job, there's no shame in doing it. And honestly, even if you don't like the job, there's no shame in doing it. I hope you get a better job that you I like just have more. Trouble, I just have trouble pretending I like something. I do want to start doing... Like, I do know I want to do the sciences and stuff. Um, I did say this. Uh, it's going to sound a little weird, but um, I said this a while ago, where if I don't get into school, uh, I might... Uh, hang with Ko and possibly take a wrestling class like an actual professional wrestling course um and get back in shape and try try that maybe not as like a full-time job but definitely like as a hobby would be really cool yeah i'm not i'm not kidding about that because i do have i do have a background in like theater and stage and i can take like i've taken bumps uh when i did like theater and stuff all right um, time Time for some actual advice for listeners, part two. I learned after, like, just losing a lot of people as you get older, like, both in the sense of, like, you know, them passing away, and also just moving away from people you used to hang out with and stuff. One important thing I've learned that kind of snapped in my head is if you have something that you've always wanted to try doing, you don't need an excuse to do it. Yeah. You can just do it. I want to get back need in a, shape, too. You don't need thing. a reason beyond, I want to do the thing. That's a good enough reason to do Listen, it. Listen, all I'm saying is I would really like to one day... Uh, let my girlfriend snort some coke off the WWE title. That's all I'm saying. 
<laughs> and damn it, that is your right. Like, I'm not... Listen, <laughs> that, that sounds like a reason I shouldn't be allowed to do that, but at the same time, that's pretty funny. Yeah. Look, doing something for the lulls is also definitely a valid thing. Also, I'm showing off my gray muzzleness by saying the sentence for the lulls. <sighs> hey that, kids, that remember rage comics? That brings me back that brings me back to a time in my life where I was not a good person. <laughs> I do need uh... to t- have I told you that story that I'm not going to tell here but will tell after the show ends. I don't think so. Uh sorry okay. everyone, I get to hear the crazy lily story listen and you if don't. you know me if you know me in real life if you know me in real life you've probably heard this story a couple times uh because i tell it occasionally uh i keep learning new stuff about it and it's really interesting and it's deeply fascinating um but let's just say i had a very large effect on the internet at one point uh and i swear me and my dad are both uh forest gumping the entire internet <laughs> <laughs> Because cause he also had a habit of, of being around big things when they went down. <laughs> Anyways, I I think that's also the weird part about being like a gray Muslim community, like an older person in the community that's been around for a while and is actually older, is you see a lot of shit. You like, you learn so much about the community and like its history and everything. And I don't, I don't... <sighs> So this isn't really a baby fur episode, but I do want to talk about how I do want to bring this up because it's it's kind of a joke in a cosmic sense. Because gay people don't have a lot of elders. And as such, we had to kind of figure shit out on our own, which is funny in a way, not considering how it happened. I mean, the genocide of an entire uh sexuality is kind of terrible. But you know, we don't have those elders in the gay community and the furry community is really great because we have a lot of a lot of that we have like a history now we have like our understanding of each other and whatever yeah we're kind of getting to the point that there are people in the community that you could re- reasonably refer to as like elder baby furs i did know i did know one gay elder uh, but he he also was alive during the time where you couldn't get married, so he was married to a woman. But he was very gay, and almost everybody knew him. And he taught me Carney, and that was cool. I used to speak Carney. I don't speak Carney anymore. But you clowncore fuckers out there, you don't have any <laughs> respect for culture. <laughs> Appropriating Carney culture. <laughs> Appropriating Carney culture. You don't even speak the language. <laughs> To be fair, Carney is is very similar to Pig Latin, is uh is kind of like Pig Latin, but it does have um its own terminology and stuff that you, they use <laughs> that they incorporate. Um, I do think we should bring Carney back. I think it's a great. I think it's great. I think clown. I think clowncore people should be using it. I think they should go around just fucking with people by speaking in gibberish. I think we should bring back thieves camp. Um, technically, Carney is a type of camp. Fair enough. You got you got thieves can't and you got clown can't. That's called horn corn. <laughs> it's an American dad joke, but yes, it's funny. 
Man, I lost whatever the fuck I was gonna say before that. <laughs> I wish, I wish, I, I wish I actually uh, got to work at the circus one day because I want to see what kind of crazy sex the clowns are getting up to. <laughs> okay. I just think of the tweet of someone talking about having sex with a clown, and you tell him to pull out, but as he pulls out, he just keeps pulling out more and more penis. <laughs> There's this great fucking video, um, great fucking Tumblr post that's like, how to tell when your clowns, uh, clowns are ready for breeding. <laughs> love the idea of some of, of, cl of a clown reading this shit and be like why the fuck are people talking about us fucking <laughs> you don't understand how horny the internet is okay Dude, going back a bit to the idea of elders it also just makes me think like it kind of makes me sad that we'll probably never know but I always wonder what being ABDL was like years and years ago. Like, they existed. Like, oh yeah. So, like, what was it like for someone in like the 1930s, the 1850s, and so on? Like, just throughout history. Mommy, I would like to breastfeed again. <laughs> I <laughs> want. To find some ancient papyrus talking about what being ABDL is like in Egypt. You might be able to find that because there have been e like posts from Egypt about someone talking about how great their cat is. Or is that Greece? I mean, some of the oldest like writings we have are either totally mundane or just like jokes. I like I like that there exists an entire genre of writing because one asshole who made terrible fucking copper ingots just collected every single complaint and kept them. So we just have a meticulous log of this guy's terrible copper. Man, we are gray muscles. We're talking about shit from ancient Greece. We're ancient. <laughs> Fun fact, the oldest piece of writing we currently have in existence the is Bible. literally just a receipt. The Bible, excuse me. Just the Holy Biblay. It was written by Holy it was Bible. written by God. <laughs> but seriously, the oldest piece of writing is just a fucking receipt. Like it's not even a legal document, like some proclamation or something. It's just a receipt. Probably for a handy J, I'm just gonna be honest. <laughs> I mean, if it was in Pompeii, like if, if you ever visit the ruins of Pompeii, there are literally dicks that will point towards brothels on the streets. I mean, I love Pompeii because scholars will be like, hmm, these these two men, they must have they must have been great friends in life. It's just obvious gay people. Oh, my God, they were roommates. Sappho, Sappho and her friend. I want to be like Sappho and her friend. I want to be... I want people to misinterpret my relationship with other things. Um, I, I want people to think, like, I'm a modern jester. Like, I'm a modern jester who uh, dresses like a dog. And they think, oh, this person is a jester. They go... They, they allow people to, uh... Uh, uh, you know... Li li uh... 
ex explore themselves, but they're they're like an they're they're a dog. That's their thing. I just like the idea of, of being the the only. I just I just like the idea of being a jester but a dog. <laughs> okay, so that just made me think like thinking how people view history. I love when people view ancient history as like incredibly formal like they always think in terms of formal stuff and you know everyone no, it's just a bunch of proper and stuff of people wanting to fuck each other like i'm going i'm going to read a, f a few choice uh things of graffiti that have been found in pompeii man we are very gray muzzles right now and, <laughs> and keep in mind like this is stuff that would have been written probably around Jesus's time, if not earlier. Who? <laughs> it so sounds like you're trying to say the name of like a a, a store, J J J Jesus. Yes. So here's some graffiti from Pompeii in that time long, long ago, such as "Restituta, take off your tunic, please, and show us your hairy privates." <laughs> Or weep you girls for <laughs> weep you girls, my penis has given you up. Now it penetrates men's behinds. Goodbye, wondrous femininity. <laughs> There's literally graffiti of a dude saying he's done with girls and is gonna go just fuck fuck, fuck I, I will say I like instead. that the Greeks are, I like that the Greeks were just like, Yeah, gay sex, let's go. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I, just, I mean, I'm also like that. I also want to have gay sex. Um, I'm just, I, I'm I'm a girl, but you know, I just like to be hurt. Uh, um, this was on someone's house. Watch it, you that shits in this place. May you have Job's anger if you ignore this. Job, Job will listen. I'm going to uh. I'm going to I'm going to let you in on a little secret. God was testing Adam and Eve to see if that they if they were willing to exert their own power over their destiny. He put that tree there to not to tempt them, but as a test to see if they were ready to be their own masters. I mean, that's like basically a bunch of Jewish interpretations. So, yeah, I know. <laughs> Listen, uh, <laughs> welcome to the Jewish podcast. <laughs> welcome to the Jewish podcast. Uh, we are now going to. When are you going to bring your Jewish uh, significant other over for dinner? We're going to have some nice matzah. You never call your bubby anymore. <laughs> What, you don't have time to schlep your way over here? I like how schlepping can mean a lot of things. Yeah. Alright. I've heard it I've heard it to like go someplace, uh have sex. Generally when I use schlep, I've always had it to mean like dragging yourself somewhere even though you don't wanna go. Yeah, that's how I feel about sex as well. <laughs> <laughs> so while while we're on the topic of Jews and Yiddish words, 
here's some fun facts for y'all listening if you didn't know. Here's some words that are actually Yiddish in origin, such as klutz or glitch, which originally just means like to slip or tchotchke. Nosh. I like uh I think I think one of my favorite things about Jewish conspiracy theories. <laughs> Is, is the fact that a lot of people will say Jewish people control Hollywood. And the reason why is uh, because Jewish people are, 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 I won't say naturally funny, but we have a sense of humor about things. And the reason why is because when everyone's tried to murder you, at least you can laugh at yourself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. Uh, what was I going to say? Oh, the funniest thing to me about Jewish conspiracy theories is that, like, they portray us as, like, having all this money and controlling the world when our history and pastimes include wandering through the desert for 40 years and having a festival where we eat a cracker that's literally just some grain and water mixed together. <laughs> but don't worry, though. Um, Saturday is Shabbat, which means uh, all control is left out of our hands on Saturdays. Yeah, no electronics. Exactly. Are you going kosher for Passover? I don't know. I do want to get some uh, matzah for Passover, though. Are we doing a Seder next year when we're together? Hell yeah. Like, genuinely, when you move here, I want to celebrate more Jewish holidays with you. We definitely. I would, I would love that. We definitely need to have a party for Rosh Hashanah. <laughs> Happy Rosh Hashanah! <laughs> Listen, the Goyal will, uh, will wish us happy Yom Kippur, not knowing why that, that is a stupid <laughs> stupid thing to wish happy Yom. <laughs> yeah. It's my favorite happy one. Happy Yom Kippur, and you look at them like, what the what fuck are you talking <laughs> Man, like, it is a complete like lack crying. of cultural knowledge. <laughs> You're like sitting there crying, and they're like, happy Yom Kippur. <laughs> Or when the when Goyim think that Hanukkah is like our Christmas, and it's like not even that exciting of a it's holiday. Kind of a minor holiday. The reason, only reason we kind of celebrate it as big as we do is because uh, Judeo Christianism Christians are like gotta have a holiday around this time. Right. Don't want to feel. But like, meanwhile, Christian. there are several Jewish sects that don't even celebrate Hanukkah. Yeah. I mean, it is it is just another holiday of us not getting uh, getting almost getting ran out of a place. <laughs> we really do have How a many... lot of holidays about <laughs> being captured and then getting out of being captured. <laughs> Listen, it's a major part of our character arc. <laughs> <laughs> this is the several thousand year history of the Jews is just a never-ending character arc of being captured and then leaving. <laughs> like, I can't even say that's not correct in my case, because, like, family was in the Holocaust, they were captured, and then got away. 
again. No wonder there's conspiracy theories about us. We're really good at escaping from things. Yeah. It's like, uh, I used to have this joke I would tell whenever I was doing, like, rope work. Because I, I, am, I, I am very good at slipping out of things. Um, uh, I'm, I'm very good at slipping out of things. So sometimes when someone was learning how to tie, like, a, like a, a simple, like, hand restraint with a rope, uh, what I would do is I would slip my hands out of it and be like, no, no, you're doing this wrong. And I would just, like, and then I would slip my hands back into it and be like, okay, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> literally a cartoon character there <laughs> that is the most chaotic thing you could do in the middle of a scene is just be like no no you're doing this wrong and just immediately escape all your bindings <laughs> now i'm just imagining just like for a brief moment you're fucking like on the bed and you know the dom has a fucking flogger and you're like no no hold on you gotta do it like this and you like take the flogger and like show them how to do it <laughs> well like if you didn't know i have a weird reaction to pain um i i have uh, a strange i wouldn't say intolerance but i have um i don't respond to pain normally uh i don't know why it was a thing that started years ago um i kind of laugh when i'm in pain uh, which is a really weird way to re respond. And yeah, I, I, it makes scenes in dungeons really interesting because instead of hearing like screams of pain or whatever, you'll just hear like the most maniacal laughter <laughs> you've ever heard. Uh, I don't, I've always wanted to dom a witch. Wisdom. It's the desire to be dominated by a wizard. Why a, why a <laughs> wizard? <laughs> you got femdom and you got wisdom. Yes. What about what about Ju Judom? <laughs> I don't know. What are you dumb about? <laughs> I don't know. I was trying to go for a joke there. It didn't work. Listen, Grandma's not good at jokes sometimes. <laughs> they try. I'm gonna send you minions memes tonight. <laughs> I want you all to know that she's probably not joking. I'm probably. <laughs> Sammy once told me, Socks once told me, please bring me Worthers, and I brought a lot of Worthers. Like, no not kidding. Only did I, not only did I bring a lot of Worthers, but I also did a significant amount of research to make sure that all the candy I brought was gluten-free. Literally. I'm, I just said it as a one-off joke, like, hey, you're Oma Lily, so you should bring Worthers, and then... I just was like, can I have a Werther's? And she just opens the bag and she's got multiple bags of them. Listen, my ideal, my ideal, uh, setup for, do you guys, have you ever watched the movie Halloween Town? Yes. You know the grandma in that? Yeah. You know how she has a bag that's like just infinite and she can pull whatever out of it? You know, just casual bag of holding grandma yeah i want to be that i just want to have that old witch vibes <laughs> uh old jewish witch listen i want people to be like this bitch is from the salem witch trials i mean honestly if you if you say a sentence with enough random hebrew words 
people will probably think you're saying some kind of incantation. I can't speak Hebrew. I've tried, and the reason why I can't speak Hebrew is, um, I don't know if people know this much about me, um, but I am a singer, uh, and I have, um, I have, I have a problem with my, uh, antidiuretic hormone. I don't make enough of it, uh, and as a result, I get really dehydrated, and I just don't produce enough phlegm to make the sounds that are required for Hebrew. <laughs> it does very... involve a lot of phlegm, like, <laughs> like, you've got words like l'chaim 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 okay speaking of hebrew words while i was researching gluten-free matzah for passover i came That's across one i came across one that there are two sentences in it sentences in it that if you are unfamiliar with jewish customs are absolutely impenetrable. Yeah. Like just if you if you understand this, you are definitely Jewish. <clears throat> Please note that our oat matzo contains only gluten-free oat flour and water, which means the bracho is on the matzo is hamotzi and it can be used for the seder. Matzos are yashon. I I uh I just I just I just I I just feel bad because my dad was a hardcore atheist and I never got to like experience like I know people have a lot of religious trauma and I get that but I so one thing I lacked a lot in my life is I I'd never really had a community I mean I do now I have you crazy crazy animals hell yeah but like I never had that community I never got to have those moments you know yeah and there definitely can be a degree of feeling like you missed out with something like this. Because I've mentioned, like, I've even mentioned it in therapy, that, like, my family on my mom's side, my grandma was in a concentration camp with her family. They came over to the U.S. They became Christians. And, like, aside from hearing random Yiddish words from my grandma... I didn't really get to experience being Jewish. I didn't even know I was Jewish for a fair portion of my life. And there's like, there is kind of that feeling of missing out. Like there's all of these customs and stuff in my heritage that I never got to experience. Never knew. The shark never knew her parents in the bee. Hell, no, I didn't I... even know my grandma was in a concentration camp until after she died, and then I found out. Intergenerational trauma has effects, like when. Isn't that what isn't that what Encanto is about? Literally, the main antagonist of Encanto is intergenerational trauma. I like I like Encanto because all these people got got together to create write a song about how socially awkward this guy is. <laughs> like the Metal... whole town. Not only did they get together to make this song about how weird and socially awkward this guy is, but he's living in the walls, which means... And they sang some of this song in the house, which means he heard them singing about how weird and awkward he is. Anyways, um, yeah, I, 
I love the idea of just like Bruno's so cool. <laughs> it's not even. I swear, Bruno's literally neurodivergent. Oh yeah, Sorry. that was that was my immediate thought the first time I saw the movie was, oh, he definitely has some kind of neurodivergence going on. Like even part of it, like they even mention in it, like he doesn't express wh- how he does things because he he even says at one point he's like, yeah, not everything I do is actually reading. It's sometimes just me being really good at intuiting things. Uh, yeah. And then not explaining that I just intuited it. <laughs> like, I love when he's explaining the wedding day thing. And, he, and he's like, yeah, I wasn't saying that because I got a vision or whatever. It was just because, like, you are kind of kind of an anxious mess normally. Yeah. <laughs> I just love the idea of just them being like, Bruno's. <laughs> Apparently, according to, like, has either the director like producer or something um bruno the whole thing with bruno is because all of the characters are supposed to be some kind of archetype of typical families and apparently they described bruno as he's the uncle that always says the wrong thing at family dinner and makes things awkward are you saying that bruno is my racist uncle (laughs) Not, not the racist uncle like awkward not shitty oh so yeah i like i i think bruno is my favorite character though tio bruno bruno is really good i love luisa i just i just like this little gremlin living in the walls (laughs) being nice to rats remember pigeon man from hey arnold yes can okay can we quick talk about how they finally revealed Arnold's last name, and it's already been said in the show. What is it? So, throughout the show, his grandpa will call him Shortman. His last name is literally Shortman. It's Shortman? <laughs> yeah, they re- they finally reveal that in the Jungle movie. His last name is just Shortman. Sorry, spoilers for the Hey Arnold movie if you haven't seen it Sorry, yet, I guess. Sorry, spoilers for a movie. I have not seen that movie. I don't think it I will ever see that movie. It wasn't that bad, but unless the, the, you had, only, a, unless you ne- had a connection to Hey Arnold, you're not really going to get anything out of it. I like how a lot of, I like how a lot of the movies from... Uh... From Dis- like from Nickelodeon, because Disney was kind of terrible about like representation for a while. Um, I'm not even going to talk about Pocahontas and how I feel about Pocahontas. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not going to talk about that. But I, what I will say is, uh, Nickelodeon was good about representation to some extent. Like, I'm not going to lie, a lot of their, a lot of their, uh cartoons had specials that involved a character talking about their faith or whatever or their their like uh like being jewish or or like their life uh yeah i mean that they pretty intentionally made the main family in rugrats jewish because they wanted to show off that representation more i actually recently rewatched the hanukkah episode it's really by the way if, if you haven't seen it you should absolutely watch the hanukkah episode Oh, speaking of speaking of Judaism and transphobia, um, because I was gonna bring up uh the Rocco's Modern Life, uh, yeah, movie, which was really good. 
Um, Rocco's Modern Life movie was really good. Uh, but uh, Harry Potter, <laughs> the new Harry Potter game, not involving J.K. Rowling, but still managing to be terrible. <laughs> oh boy, what happened this time? Uh, so you know how the goblins in Harry Potter are kind of an anti-Semitic trope? Yes. <laughs> okay, so in the new game, the goblins are revolting. They are kidnapping wizard children <laughs> and eating them. <laughs> Fucking hell. I love the I love it too because they did a they did a whole um they did a whole uh thing. They had did a whole TV sh- uh, I mean a whole uh spot on like like advertising the game and they're like explore parts of Hogwarts you've never seen before and one of them is the house elf kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> you know where the slaves are. <laughs> Finally, <laughs> I hate this. I hate. I hate her so much. I hate Harry Potter. They've done everything they can to destroy that part of people's childhood. Yeah, now, I will say. Uh, you know what part of my childhood that still is awesome and can actually, I don't think, can ever be fucking broken at this point. Uh, Animorphs, Kay Applegate, yeah. and Michael Grant. Those two people are based as fuck. They really are. Have you, are you, do you read Michael Grant's Twitter? No, but I've heard about him and Applegate. He, he, he either is retweeting, retweeting his wife or talking shit about Trump. He's great. (laughs) Or talking about trans rights or talking about like the movie he wants to make because he writes diverse cast. Hell Yeah. Yeah, he's it's so fucking based. And Kay Applegate like talks about like conservation and sh- and stuff. Um, I do think I do think, and I don't think he's listening right now. But I do think Michael Grant um has a piss fetish. Because <laughs> I've read because I've read his books, and uh, he talks about characters urinating on themselves a lot. <laughs> Whoops. Like, I I kept count in the in the series Gone. There's six books, and it happens like eleven times. Does it like go into detail about it? I mean, it brings it up. It it brings attention to it. Fair enough. Like at one point, a character is in a fugue state for like two months, um, and and isn't really like conscious, and occasionally just uses his powers to like launch walls or whatever. Like, he's just kind of, like, not there, because he's gone kind of mad. Uh, and uh, at one point, he finally comes out of it, and he's like, what's up? What's, ha- what's happened? And she's like, you pissed yourself. <laughs> ah. Yeah, I'm just like, <laughs> I'm just like, oh, cool. Cool, cool, cool. I'm glad it, glad that got mentioned. Perfect. Um, uh, there's, there's a whole subplot about a character who's, like, five years old, who still wears, like, pull-ups to bed, because they wet the bed. And in this in this book series, all the pair grown-ups are gone. So he's been living at the daycare, and he gets this idea of wanting to, like, he's like, I didn't wet my bed when I was sleeping in my own bed. I'm going to go back to sleeping in my house. And there he meets a character called the Artful Roger, who's an artist, and he saves his life. And it's so cute. It's adorable. They become like brothers. Uh, he dies. He, that character dies. That character gets blown up. Oh yeah, I forgot that that, that he, they also uh I don't know what it is about K Applegate and Michael Grant. They're both incredibly based, but they also write the most brutal violence I've ever seen. Oh yeah, Animorphs, like I haven't read a lot of Animorphs, but it it gets fucked up. 
yeah, it's constantly ripping each other apart. Like, yeah, I love it. I love, I love, I love this. But yeah, so ankle socks. Uh, any anything you want to say at the end of the show? Anything you got to plug? Um, besides your well, sub, you're gonna plug up your sub, huh? <laughs> um, two things. Uh, first isn't really a plug. It's just a funny tweet I wanted to read that's related to what we were talking about. Uh, with Harry Potter, it's just, this tweet's like, the goblins in Harry Potter definitely aren't supposed to be Jews. I bet you think the goblins in Fiddler on the Roof are Jews, too. <laughs> I bet, I bet, uh, <laughs> man, I, J.K. Rowling is a fucking lazy writer. That's, that's my main issue with her. Like, besides the transphobia, like, people are transphobic, there's a lot of them. I don't like that she has a lot of power and is transphobic, but, you know... I, it's a whole thing um but the thing i have about her is she's a lazy fucking writer like she's like i need an asian character what am i gonna name her hmm yeah and then the first racist thought she had and she went that's a little too racist can i change the word slightly letters slightly and then she changed the letters slightly <laughs> Anyway, what should um, I name this black person? Kingsley Shackleford. <laughs> There's an Irish character, Seamus Finnegan, <laughs> who blows himself up. Um. <laughs> anyway, as for plugs, uh, follow me on Twitter at Rainbow Socks Cat. I'll probably stream this weekend when this goes up. And play Pokemon Emerald on my tw Twitch, your pal Snowdrop, <laughs> where I use a deer sona, and you should, I can uh, make my ears wiggle. I I have a PNG tuber avatar because I I also like to stream, so it's time for my plugs. You can watch me at it's the Lily Pup on Twitch.tv. We also have a new channel coming up, a gaming channel for uh the Baby Fur Cast and our affiliates. Um, where we will be either hosting our own shows, um, doing uh, collaborative content with each other, or hosting either our streams. Uh, additionally, you can find me at Actual Lily Pup at Twitch uh, on Twitter. Um, uh, I'm also working on some uh, music for an upcoming podcast I'm on uh, called Toddlers on Turnbuckles, um, <laughs> uh, which will be recording its first episode over wrestlemania weekend this weekend um <clears throat> uh yeah anything else i need to think of for that um yeah i'm thinking of starting to make music under under a new name i don't know if it's being used i've looked i haven't found anyone which is pre-kk9 it's a pretty creative one i think that is a good one i i, I haven't seen anyone using it so i'm claiming it fair enough Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Thank you for listening, everyone. I'm sure I'll pop in this podcast again. You haven't heard the last of me. And you remember to jam that jam. <laughs>